This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Sipping Tea, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up the most inconvenient of times. Hello. I'm your host, Andy. It's me. And I'm your host, Nita. Smoke weed every day. Hey. So this week, we are continuing into our Black History Month. Another one. <laughs> and we're going to keep it going. We're going to talk about our first Black American politicians. Like yes. the, the first of uh, their title. I guess is how you'd want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've had a lot of black po- political leaders, mm-hmm. but you want to talk about who was the first representative, who was the first senator. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. That's but this week. before we get into that, I want to play a game. All day or a day. <laughs> Who's going first? You go first, because I went first last time. Turned my card the wrong way. I was reading the back. What's your least favorite nickname? My least favorite nickname? Candy. Candy. So our friends call my partner and I, you know, like couple names. Yeah, you guys. I think are you can- invented it. I did. I like how my I'm questioning you mm-hmm. like you weren't the one that did it. And I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do it more now. But I think it's just the way you say it. <laughs> Candy? Yeah. <laughs> well and then I hate like, you know, like sometimes people like you're I I've you I feel like are like uh very much like a trendsetter in our group of friends. Oh, that's fun. Like you say something and like usually other people will repeat it. Oh no. So like uh, like everybody in our friend sh- in our friend group now calls us candy. Which is funny because I've never referred to you two as candy. Like yeah, I don't you- call you guys candy. No, no, no. But like when you when you um I'll like, be like I'm going an- to Candy's house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. because that's you both live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm like in a room with you, I'm not gonna be like, oh candy. No, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. weird. Your name is Andy. Yeah. Yeah, so but they they call it Candy's house. Yeah, that's your house. That's weird. Candyland. I don't like it. You don't like Candyland? That's weird. It's fun for me. <laughs> I'm going to get you a sign. Welcome oh, to Candyland. Oh, no. Welcome to Candyland. I can see <laughs> it. But it's also everybody, America, <laughs> the world. My partner's name is Kyle. So it's Candy with a K. So it makes me feel very much like a, he's like we're a stripper. You're a stripper duo. Yeah. Yeah. Candyland. Candyland. I want to get a sign in the podcast room. That's oh, funny. No. I will. I will not stop. No, it's referring fine. Referring to your home it's as fine. candies. That's, I, that's my least favorite. It's definitely not like, I hate it. I hate it, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I'm glad Because beyond that, know. it's like Andy is technically is my nickname. nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I go by it, so. Yeah. You don't have any others? No, oh, I don't I think, think so. I have like 12. Like nicknames, nicknames yeah. Oh. People, people don't like to use my real name. I think it's too long. Oh, my parents call me Shrek. <laughs> okay okay wait they you used gotta to. explain that they one. used to well it was my favorite movie when oh, okay. i was like a teenager okay so like it's a good movie it makes sense but yeah like for my 16th birthday they got me like a shrek cake okay like it was like the head of shrek wearing a sombrero because my party was at like a mexican restaurant oh yeah 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 that sounds they haven't called me that in a very long time but that that's, was... a, that's a fun nickname hmm. They call me Bubba. That's fun. Bubba. Yeah, I guess everybody has like little family names. Yeah. All of my nicknames are variations on my birth name because Mm -hmm. people like to shorten my birth name. And it's not even that long, but it's like. It's too many syllables. Syllables. It's syllable heavy. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun. Candy. Candy. Okay, but think about it. Okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to explain why I call your house candies. Because it's a lot easier than saying Kai and Andy's. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You just 
take yeah. out the Kai and just say Candy. <laughs> well, yeah, because if you don't say if you don't say Kyle, then it's Kyle and Andy's, and, and that's, that's too much. Andy and Kyle, like that's too much. Give me syllables. Yeah, Candy. Yeah, no, I get it. You get, I it. get it. You get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> that's funny. All right, for you. Uh oh. If you could only use one swear word, mm. what would it be? So it's funny. I when I want to swear. Recently, mm-hmm. I say "dag nabbit," which is really fun for me because I feel like an old country man. <laughs> dag nabbit. Dag nabbit. I also say biscuits and gravy out loud a lot. Okay, that's fun for me. Okay. But if I had to keep a swear word, mm-hmm. swear word, swear word, I think I'm gonna go with "bitch." Okay. It just it it can be used in so many ways. Yeah. Bitch. 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 Like, there's so many ways to do yeah, it where yeah, it's yeah. not a swear. I don't know. I think I would keep bitch. Yeah. The F-bomb is too harsh. I see. I like fuck. I would say f- I would keep fuck. I don't like dropping fucks too often. Because you can. It's, it's versatile. I say dagnabbit instead of fuck. <laughs> Hit me with some political figures. Hit me with your fact check. Okay. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> You didn't like it? No, no. I'm telling people not to hit us. No, 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 no. Don't do it. I mean, you can. I get. I don't care. Anyway, fact check. It does sound like fat check. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, when I said it, really, me for being fat though. That's my OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) When I said it really fast, it's like "Mm, fat check. I didn't like that. Checking for fat here, 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 here. All right. Anyway, U.S. political first and Black folk history. Yes, is the title of this segment. August 1619. Whoa. Okay. We're like. Really taking it back. Well, you got to start in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people don't know, just so you know, mm-hmm. 1619, that was the first year that the first enslaved Africans were brought to the coast of the United States okay. on a Dutch ship. And I think they estimated it's like 20, 20 people. Okay. That's how we started. It just, it works so well every time. So that was August-ish, 1619. Okay. Uh, approximately 189 years later. Uh, America bans the importation of enslaved Africans. That's 1808. Okay. By 1857, you have the Dred Scott v. Sanford case. Now, if any, if you don't know what Dred Scott case was, it was essentially a Supreme Court case where Congress, or I'm sorry, the Supreme, the Supreme Court declared, essentially, that Congress does not have the right to ban slavery in the states and that slaves are not citizens. So that's the Dred Scott case. If you ever hear Dred Scott, mm-hmm. can't ban slavery, black people ain't. American. I wish I had the trash button. <laughs> and then with the gift that would pop up would be the um the purse. Oh, grab your purse and go? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 1857. And so that was the beginning of the whole states' rights conversation. All right. Okay. All right. 1863 years later, Lincoln is elected uh as president of the United States. 18 <laughs> Not a bad time, right? Yeah, 1871, yeah. approximately 12 months later, the Civil War begins. <laughs> <laughs> white people was popping DNA, off okay, no. and it makes sense because like him being elected was a big deal and yeah. then all of course all the southern sl- states realized that their um enslaved peoples were at risk of being taken away which is yeah. obviously their money their welfare their homes their land it's their well-being exactly their fucked up well-being fucked up well-being uh five years later 1866 congress passes the civil rights act conferring citizenship to african americans and granting them equal rights to white people. You're going to push a button. 
That's a good button. That's a good button. However, that same year, 1866, the KKK is formed in Tennessee. Not today, Satan. Not These are today. good buttons. I'm happy with this one. <laughs> 1868, the 14th Amendment is ratified and it defines citizenship. So this overturns Dred Scott. So Dred Scott said black pe- uh, they can't uh, control slavery in the states and black people aren't citizens. 1868, okay. the 14th Amendment says that if you're born here, you're a citizen. Okay. Two years later, we had the 15th Amendment, and that gave black people the right to vote. Okay. That's 1870. The same year, we have our first African-American to serve in Congress as a Republican senator representing the state of Mississippi, Mr. Hiram R. Rebels. We did it, you guys. Good job, Mr. Rebels. So 1619, you had your first uh, enslaved peoples brought here. 1870, we're in Congress. One of us. Ah. <laughs> ah, singular. Remember that this is uh, before Reconstruction. So this was when Republicans were cool and the Democrats were racist. <laughs> uh, 1871, one year later, PBS Pinchback, which might be the best name yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take that thing away from you. (laughs) Mr. PBS Pinchback is the first African-American to serve as a state governor. Now, the gag is is that he he was lieutenant governor of Louisiana in 1871, and he served as governor for 36 days while the sitting governor, a white man, was facing impeachment proceedings. So kind of got it by default, I guess you could say. But still, first first black governor, Louisiana. Okay. A lot of southern states uh, are where we get a lot of our first black leadership, and that's because... That's where we lived. Yes. Back in these days. So 1877. This this one gagged me because I don't think I knew this one. No, I knew I didn't know. I know I didn't <laughs> know this one. I learned this. I learned this one with you guys. 1877. What happened? What happened? Reconstruction ends. Okay. A deal is made with the Southern Democratic leaders, which makes Rutherb- Rutherford B. Hayes president. Okay. In exchange for removing federal troops out of the South. So because of the Civil War, the Union was like, y'all can't be trusted. We're just going to stay posted at all these little places. Keep y'all in line with your little militias and your guns and your white power. So we're just going to have some federal troops kind of squash that. Mm-hmm. Let black people live. They have equal rights. They're equal to white people. Yeah. 1877, they were like, squash that. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and have Rutherford B. Hayes be the president of the United States. We're going to take out these federal troops from the South and, you know, not protect civil rights for black people anymore. Mm. So essentially they gave us rights. And then because of the end of Reconstruction, they took it away. It's I like that. was pissed yeah. when I was like, they gave it and then they took. Can y'all do that? And then I was like, they did. It <laughs> sounds accurate. It's America. I mean, I don't think I was surprised no. when you just laid those facts on me. It's uh it's not good. No. <laughs> it's no. I highlighted it in my notes in red. I was like, this is bad. Absolutely. 1879, two years uh after that shindig, uh, that's the start of what is known as the Great Migration. Okay. So um I'm currently reading the book Warmth of Other Suns, highly recommended. It's a historical documentation of how black people moved out of the South into the northern states, essentially to escape racism and oppression and hatred. Um, And the reason I'm fascinated by it is because I didn't realize it until recently, but I'm actually the product of the very last years of the Great Migration. So the Great Migration in historical context ended around 1970. Okay. But my parents moved to Colorado in the 80s. So I'm at the like very tail end of the first generation Great Migration black people. Okay. There was some black people in Colorado, but there wasn't a lot. Okay. So that's why I like the Great Migration. <laughs> 1881, Tennessee passes the first Jim Crow laws, making segregation legal, pretty much. And it starts a 15 years of hell for black people in the South. Yeah. Um, seven years later, 1888, 
John okay. Mercer Langston is remembered as the first African-American lawyer in Ohio. Okay. And he also uh, becomes the first African-American to win a congressional election in the state of Virginia. Okay. So he was an elected official. Elected. This was elected. 1888. A lot of eights. Good year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1896, Plessy versus Ferguson case. Racial segregation is ruled constitutional by the Supreme Court. This is the birth of the Jim Crow separate but equal. Mm. Uh, the, the, the Supreme Court essentially said that segregation is legal because even though black people are people, they are not the same as white people. Therefore, they do not deserve the same treatment. That's essentially what separate but equal was. It was like the, the separate but equal is never true. <laughs> Trash button. <laughs> Fuck. Trash, trash, trash. So that was 1896. So fast forward, 1954. We've been okay. dealing with quote unquote separate but equal in mostly the southern states, but all throughout the, the United States because you had, I mean, you guys, Chicago, Detroit, New York, California, Washington State, Oregon, all of these oh, states where they have high Oregon. Oregon. There are states where there are cities that have high populations of black people. Mm -hmm. Just because you were in Yankee country doesn't mean that it was good for black people. Yeah. So uh, the separate but equal thing, even though it was um, uh, worse in the South, mm -hmm. it, it also existed in the North. Okay. Pretty much. So 1954, that's when you have Brown v. Board of Education, which strikes down segregation as unconstitutional. Okay. So uh, that's that's good. <laughs> that's a I good agree. thing. Exactly. Ten years later, 1964, that's when you get the Civil Rights Act. Okay. Um, and that prohibits discrimination of all kinds. Now, we know that that prohibits it, but it doesn't stop it. <laughs> uh, that is also the same year we get the Civil Rights Act. We also get uh, a Miss Amelia Boynton Robinson becomes the first black woman to run for Congress in Alabama. Okay. She was a civil rights pioneer who was a part of the... Um, she ended up uh, being brutally beaten during uh, Bloody Sunday in Selma, Selma, Alabama. Okay. So she was a activist. Yes. Who also ran for Congress in Alabama. One year later, 65, that's when we get the Voting Rights Act, which outlaws practices used in the South to disenfranchise, disenfranchise African-Americans. So okay. a lot of people might not know about this, but up until 1965 uh, in Alabama, I mean, in mostly the South, yeah. uh, when black people would go to even register to vote, uh, you had to pay some kind of poll tax. Which, Which is illegal. <laughs> yeah. You you broke this down back in January. Um, it was the day before the inauguration. Okay. And I was gagged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the, you were saying that they had like um like a jar of beans. Yeah. And like they had to guess the amount of beans that were in the jar. Yeah. And, and if, if they got it wrong, odd, you couldn't vote. You couldn't. What? <laughs> you couldn't vote. You just couldn't it's vote. Fucking crazy. And it was only for black people. Um. So yeah, it's. Uh. I mean, we still deal with the same, a similar thing today, but it's more in the form of um making voting very hard mm -hmm. in primarily black districts. So like in parts of Georgia in 2020, when people had to vote, some people still had to wait in line for 10 to 12 hours just to say probably not Trump. <laughs> right. Yeah. In 1965, you didn't even have to do that. You would walk to the elementary school to go vote, and you're being your Sunday finest because that's what black people did. You had to look presentable in order to be respectable or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they would say, oh, um, you know, you have to sign. Oh, I've, I've, you had to sign your name. A lot of people, black folk in the South didn't have education. We mm -hmm. just had Brown v. Board of Education like a decade before. So yeah. a lot of black people were illiterate. They couldn't sign their names, so they couldn't vote. Counting beans in a jar, couldn't vote. There were some parts of Alabama where they would ask a black person to recite the first paragraph of like the Alabama state um, constitution mm -hmm. uh, from memory. Okay. And if you got one word wrong or like most of us don't know it, you couldn't vote. <laughs> like it's absurd. 1965, in my parents' lifetime, 
Yeah. That's wild. I think that's one thing that escapes a lot of people with a lot of this stuff is mm-hmm. that they think that it was so long ago. It wasn't. And it really was just a few decades ago. It wasn't. It's within people that we know. It's within their lifetime. Within their lifetime. Yeah. My mom was a kid when mm-hmm. they finally passed the Voting Rights Act. One year later, 1966, Robert C. Weaver becomes the nation's first African-American cabinet member when Lyndon B. Johnson appoints him as uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Okay. Um, which makes sense because Lyndon, I mean, honestly, nobody wants to say it, but the whole reason we got the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act is because JFK was assassinated. JFK was big on civil rights. And so Lyndon B. Johnson, even though he was like hella not a big fan, mm-hmm. cause he was like a big Texas guy, he had to give in to black folk and like throw us a bow. Like, Oh, your president was killed. Let me <laughs> let me throw you a bone and give you some stuff. But hey, I'll take it. That same year, <laughs> Barbara Jordan won a seat in the Texas State Senate, uh, becoming the first African-American woman to uh, sit in the Senate for Texas. And then uh, a couple years later, uh, the Texas State Senate actually voted her the pro tempore uh, president of the Texas Senate. So oh, shit. Oh, Texas shit. used to do stuff. They used to be pretty cool. Yeah. They're that's what better. I was like, wait, Texas? Tejas. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, Texas. 1967, one year later, we had Carl B. Stokes as the first African-American to be elected mayor of a major city. Okay. You get three guesses. Three guesses? I'll give you Midwest, not the South. Chicago. Close, but no. Close, but no. I'll give you the C is correct. It does start with a C. I'll give you that. That's your three clues. C. Cleveland. Bitch, you got it. Nice. He was the first uh, elected mayor of a major city, Cleveland, Ohio, 1967. Okay. That same year, Edward W. Brooke is the first African-American U.S. senator since Reconstruction. Okay. So we didn't have any political leaders after Reconstruction (laughs) until 1967, and he served two terms in Massachusetts, which makes sense. 1969, Shirley Chisholm. That's my girl. I like Shirley. Uh, She's the first African-American congresswoman. Yeah. And she also made history again, becoming the first African-American to be a major party candidate for president running in 1972. Okay. Um, And if you have not watched Miss Mrs. America on Hulu, highly recommended. Okay. Um, It's on my watch list. It's about the, it's about how they tried to ratify the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm -hmm. And just so y'all know who are listening, we still do not have an Equal Rights Amendment. It was not ratified. So we do not have constitutional equal rights in the United States, which shows in our maternity and paternity and uh, the fact that I get paid less just for having a uterus. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fun. 1977. This is in, this is, I mean, I have, I have siblings that were born in this time. Mm-hmm. 1977, Patricia Roberts Harris becomes the first African-American woman to hold a cabinet position. Okay. Um, she served as U.S. ambassador to Luxembourg in 1965, and she was the head of the law school at Howard in 1969. 1983, Harold Washington, first African-American mayor of another sea city. Chicago. Yes, it was. <laughs> 1983, he won re-election in 87, but he died of a heart, Aww. unfortunately. But he won two, so that's yeah, pretty that's good. good. Uh, 84 and 88, a Mr. Jesse Jackson was the first major party African-American candidate to run nationwide primary campaigns. So okay. Jesse Jackson then becomes the first uh, black presidential candidate who hits the road, does it nationwide, okay. shaking hands in Iowa. That's 84 and 88. Okay. 1990, this is in my lifetime, mm-hmm. but not yours. No, not yet. <laughs> One year shy. One year shy. Uh, Sharon Pratt Kelly is the first African-American woman to serve as mayor of a major American city. You want to guess or do you want me to say it? I want to guess. Okay. You want three three, three tries. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you um, East Coast. East Coast. Coast, like coastal. Um, I wouldn't say North. I guess it's like mid-coast. It's New not- Jersey. 
A little bit south. More south? In my family, it's known as Chocolate City. Chocolate City. Because that's where my family is from. Atlanta? Bitch, you're a bad friend. Was that well, three? Well, your <laughs> grandma lives in Savannah. I have, uh, yeah, no, my my other side of the family. <laughs> Maryland? Close, D.C. Oh. D.C. Okay. Um, She becomes, so Sharon Pratt County. Like, <laughs> where? Well, Who? Grandma lives in Georgia. That wasn't right. <laughs> your brother lives in Maryland. Right. No, and then the rest of the family is in D.C. Okay, I didn't know. I thought they were, the majority of your family was in Maryland. Yeah, D.C. District. Um, District. That same year, 1990. 1990 was a big year. Okay. Uh, Ron Brown. Ron Brown is the first African-American to serve as the U.S. Secretary of Commerce. Okay. Um, under Bill Clinton. And then L. Douglas Wilder is Virginia's first African-American governor. Okay. Which is exciting. 92, Carol Mosley Braun, first African-American woman to be elected to the Senate, okay. which kind of shook me. I didn't realize that a black woman didn't make it into the Senate until 1992. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Beyonce is just here to tell you. Lemonade will teach you a lot of things. It teaches a lot of things. I should probably re-listen to that because that album does always have a lesson. Depends oh, on where you are in your life. I play Lemonade pretty much all Black History Month. Hey, good for you. I, I... <laughs> so, Ballad to the scars of many different things. I watched the live Netflix um, Coachella mm -hmm. twice a month. It's a hit. It's just one of those. It's one of the few From things TV. on Netflix that I can put on in the background. I, for me, my only issue with Homecoming, and this is just me being me and wanting just music, mm -hmm. is I would cut out the documentary part right. if I could just have literally just like from T to B, like the, the album, the concert. Yeah, which which you do fine. have if you listen to the album. You and she she does have the talking parts where you can skip them or mm -hmm. remove them from your playlist. Yeah, I'll do that every now and then. Sometimes you just want to hear the song. Yeah, but um, or I will turn that on. <sighs> I will turn on the Coachella live on Netflix <laughs> in my living room, and I will be twerking in my my office yeah for a full day it's 100 beautiful a little bit more modern history now uh 2000 oh exactly 20 years ago okay 2001 colin powell is the nation's first african-american secretary of state okay uh the gag is is that uh president george w bush loved having black secretaries of state because after colin powell was condoleezza rice he'll I find was. a black woman he will find bush will find michelle 100 at that inauguration he was like where is michelle oh that's my best friend it is so funny because like if you watch like the b-roll of like all like the political stuff that gets yeah. aired and like the obamas and the bushes are in the same room if you watch for bush he is like he is on the lookout he is alert they're friends they're friends it's very cute it's i love it cute. but um, also same <laughs> if I knew Michelle Obama was coming to a function, I'd be like, where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she at? Well, it's like um, it's like Garth Brooks at the inauguration where yeah. he like didn't want to leave until he like greeted all the like he greeted he the Obamas and everybody stopped the inauguration. Yeah. They took a because break. Because he wanted to say hello. And then the person at the podium had to be like, sir? Not even. Just turned around. Just casual. Because, I mean, like, Garth Brooks is us. He's yeah. all of us. In that moment, Garth, Bro Garth Brooks was all and of us. And he sure did wear jeans to a black tie affair. Absolutely. That hat was worth $5,000. That's the fancy part. We all know that when the it comes. The belt buckle was the most exactly. expensive. It's the boots, the hats, and the belt, belt buckles. Yeah. The jeans are quality Levi's or Wranglers. Yeah. You got yourself a nice, clean button down. Put a coat on that bitch and wear a $5,000 hat. Fashion fashion <laughs> <laughs> uh side note if anybody didn't know condoleezza rice got her masters at du mm -hmm. so that's fun i always like the fact that. that she was roaming these streets back in the day yeah 2008 what happened <laughs> oh bitch barack obama becomes the 44th president of the united states Kind of a big one. I love it. Kind of a big one. I, I love Obama. He's a, he's a good guy. He's not a saint. He, he's a no. human being, but he's good at his job. He's a damn good lawyer. He was the <laughs> first president I ever voted for. 
he was the first president I was able to vote for. Yeah. So the very first presidential election that I was able to vote in was 2008. I was still in high school. Oh, that's fun. I was in college because yeah. I'm a spring baby and I was born in a weird year. So I couldn't vote until I was 21, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, 2010, we had a Mr. Tim Scott, who I believe is still serving. He is the first African-American Republican congressman. Mm -hmm. uh, he's out of um, South Carolina's first congressional district, and he is the first African-American uh, Republican congressman from the South post Civil War Reconstruction. Mm -hmm. So after the Republicans became the racist, he's the first black representative in the racist group. Okay. Which is the only way I can describe it. Yeah. And then on this here year, 2021, greatest of all time. Excited to see what she does. Kamala. A young miss. Kamala Harris is mm -hmm. the current black female and Indian yes. <laughs> vice president of the United States. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I'm excited. Um, she also wears chucks. I just want to say that I uh, rocked chucks probably before Kamala, so she could so... like stop stealing my style. You, <laughs> <laughs> she is, but I don't know. I don't remember seeing her like Everywhere in California. I know she did when she campaigned in California, and when she was attorney general, she wore chucks from time to time. Yeah. But it really, they really made a statement when she was campaigning in 2020, and I'm just like, I'm here for it because I'm a Chuck fan. Oh, I'm a Chuck fan. A I wouldn't say a chuckhead. A chuckster. Is that what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just here to make up words. I know, but I feel like if I was VP, I also would rock chucks. So I'm very proud of that. And then, of course, locally, we had our political first in Colorado, which was uh, Mayor Wellington Webb of Denver, Colorado, okay. who was elected uh, in June 18th, 1991. He was the first African-American mayor. The year Denver. I was born. That you were, you were a couple months old. The year I was born. Yeah, your mom was sleep deprived and changing diapers and just really regretting her decisions. God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brief overview of uh, political firsts for black folk in America, all the way from um, my first ancestors in 1619 through Kamala Harris. There's a lot of really fucked up shit. The... The, the policies, the Supreme Court rulings are just really a real, a real treacherous endeavor. Yeah, I, <laughs> there were a couple of them. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's legal to segregate people. Racism is legal. And you then can, white you people can, were like, yeah, you just literally took away rights. <laughs> you gave them. Yeah. Black people are equal to white people. And then you're like, nah, nah, my bad. <laughs> That's that, that moment right there. Shady, is shady, as shady fuck. boots. Yeah. So happy Black History Month. Um, we're gonna keep it pushing. I every topic that we have for the next month, I have at least half of my topics are black people. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, uh, make sure to stay tuned for next month where we um tackle Women's History Month. Women's History Month. Um, we're gonna be talking about some very powerful ladies, some um fan favorites, and hopefully some people that you also maybe never heard of. Right. I want you to learn, <laughs> learn with me. Oh man, and. We're not doing like Beyonce. Like no, everybody no, no, knows no, no, about no. Beyonce. Everybody knows about Michelle Obama. I want to talk about somebody that maybe you know they don't get their their just desserts. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. No, I want cake. Oh, <gasps> cookies. You were given six cookies I upon arrival. So. Took six cookies when I entered your home because there were three packages of cookies sitting on the counter, and I said, <laughs> "Okay." And mind you. <laughs> 90% of those belong to my fiance, who is pre-diabetic. <laughs> he's getting it together. He have is. a cookie. He's, he's working out He's now. working out. He but can like, have a cookie every now and then. I took six, and then you gave me one when I came into the studio. That's true. I it's called do, friendship. I already do a delicious 
Triple Chunk. Mm. Oh, oh, that's my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> no. Triple Chocolate Chunk? No. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Sip and Tea. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at MVP Andy. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Myco Plants or my new blog page, which is Black Girl Jeeping. Yes. And make sure to follow our page at Sip and Tea 303 on Facebook and Instagram. And subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or any of the other ones. All the places. Uh, all the places. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, bye. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.